3: This is episode number 34 of, excuse me, that's illegal. The podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your non-car stealing host, Leroy Luna. Spoiler alert, jeez. And I'm coming at you. Straight out of my closet with a couple tales about some dudes who made impulsive decisions that I'm sure they'll be regretting for quite some time. It's gonna be mediocre. Not my best work, but not my worst either. Just being honest. Hey, they can't all be bangers, right? We'll still have fun with it, though. Maybe I should just lie every time. Okay, scratch that. I'm super pumped for this one. It's going to be the best episode yet. Till next week's. I got to thank Karen Daggs. She messaged me on Instagram with a stolen vehicle story. I didn't choose her story specifically, but she got me onto this topic. So thanks, girl. Feel free to message me with show ideas anytime. I may not always use them, but it may spark up a new idea. You never know. And if you had a joke or criminal story that you felt was show-worthy, that you sent in a while ago and I didn't use it or reply, maybe just give it a resend. I'm not trying to ignore anyone. No hard feelings. I'm just a little scatterbrained and disorganized, and it's hard to keep up. Some stuff just gets lost in the mix. Happens when you reach megastar status, unfortunately. (sighs) Okay, let's get a couple jokes in here before we enter the madness, shall we? This first joke comes from Jack. This one sounds familiar, so if someone sent the same joke and I missed them, I apologize. It's pretty tame, real family-friendly. Here goes. Hey, uh, why do ducks have feathers? To cover their butt quacks. And the next one's from Leanna C. And she says, when you die, which body part dies last? Hmm. The pupils, of course. They die (coughs) late. You know what that sound means, let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low level true crime. don't worry my friends, I promise to get you back home in time to watch some Wheel of Fortune. Number 34, bad choices. We've all made some poor choices in life at some point or another. Impulsive decisions that we end up regretting later. Gambling comes to mind. Don't get me started on that one. Or late night shopping. I can't tell you the amount of times I've been up at 2am sitting on the couch in my slippers and bathrobe, polishing off a second bottle of wine when an infomercial comes on the TV. Next thing I know, I'm ordering up the latest gadgets and doohickeys they are aggressively trying to shove down my throat. Then a few days later, a Slap Chop, a Thigh Master, and a George Foreman grill show up at my door. Unbelievable. I can't tell you the amount of times that's happened to me, because it never has. What is this, 1995? (laughs) But if it did happen, I could just return those items. No harm, no foul. The gentlemen in these stories, however, only wish it were that simple. Unfortunately for them, when they make their impulsive decisions, there are no refunds, no receipts, and they are forced to deal with the consequences. Okay. Our first story takes us to Oklahoma City, which is a city in the state of Oklahoma. Really, Leroy? Please tell us more. Well... It's also home to the Oklahoma City Thunder Basketball Squad, and it's known for its cowboy culture. Lots of cowboys and cowgirls over there, apparently. Spoiler alert, there will be no cowboys or basketball players involved in this story. At least not professional ones. I know, I know, it's unfortunate, but we'll make do with what we got. The date is March 20th, 2021, a little after 7 o'clock in the AM. So this one's pretty fresh. Happened three months ago. It's a Saturday morning and we find ourselves at a Circle K convenience store slash gas station located at Northwest 39th and May Avenue. A Frito-Lay truck pulls up and the driver gets out of his vehicle and enters the store. Frito-Lay is a company that manufactures a bunch of brands of snack foods for couch potatoes, such as Lay's potato chips, Fritos, Doritos, Tostitos, Funyuns, and Walkers, um, potato chips to name a few. I believe Walkers is in the UK. So Crisps. Sorry, mates. Oh, God, I can just imagine all the British listeners spewing out their cups of tea right now. Did he just call the Crisps potato chips? Has he gone bloody mad? What a wanker. Ah, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> just joking. I love the Brits. So anyways, the delivery driver walks into the store and he leaves his vehicle running. My theory is, it was a brisk morning and he just wanted to keep the truck warm while he went in to grab a shitty coffee and some beef jerky. I'm guilty of doing this in the winter months as well. Popping into the store for a couple minutes with the car running and the heat cranked so I can get back into a warm vehicle. Ah, there's nothing better. So this guy thinks, no big deal. It's early Saturday morning. Surely all the criminals are in bed by now after a long night of lawbreaking. Well, not all of them. Because a skulking, scummy sleazeball with tatted-up arms, a black t-shirt, and ripped jeans comes around the corner. Hops in the unintended chip truck and takes off with it. A couple minutes later, the dazed, Dorito-dusted delivery driver steps out of the store stunned, shocked, and stupefied. Where the heck is my gosh darn vehicle? Parked it right here with the keys in it. He looks across the street and spots his truck with some dude sitting in it over in the next plaza. Strange. So he walks on over and tries to tell the man to get out of his truck. And that's when he hightails it out of there. Why was he just sitting across the street in plain view is what I want to know. Probably wanted to see the guy's reaction when he realized his truck was gone. Makes sense. The Dorito driver then decides to call up the police. And it didn't take long for them to catch up with this extremely noticeable vehicle. In fact, it was only a couple blocks away. I failed to mention this truck. It says Doritos on the side of it in big-ass letters with a picture of the delicious chips scattered on it. It's like a billboard on wheels, basically. Free advertising. Why not, right? Oklahoma City Police Captain Jeff Spruill. We'll be getting a few quotes from him. He was up in arms about the situation. He said, quote, I would love to know the motivation of stealing a truck that's a very, a very easy to spot and doesn't go very fast. What do you think you're going to do with a truck like that? End quote. Pretty obvious that an opportunity presented itself, and this mystery man took full advantage of it. He saw an unattended vehicle with the keys in it, and that was that. He didn't hotwire the damn thing. No doubt he would have preferred a sports car. What does Prince sing about again? A little red Corvette. Or something with more style. But beggars can't be choosers. When police catch up with the driver, even though he's in a slow-moving vehicle, it's a large one and it quickly becomes clear he ain't going down without a fight. The chase is slow, but full of action. Captain Jeff Spruill, again, quote, During the course of that pursuit, the vehicle swerved towards law enforcement vehicles at least three times, as if purposely trying to hit them, End quote. Crazy. Vehicles from Oklahoma Highway Patrol, the Oklahoma City Police Department, and even the Garfield County Sheriff's Office had units in hot pursuit. Like Captain Jeff said, the amateur Dorito driver was not afraid to inflict some damage. He came in like a wrecking ball and messed up a couple of vehicles in his attempt escape. Sounds like he was just having a good old time. Corey Rink, who was a Garfield County Sheriff, claimed his truck. A 2016 Chevy was sideswiped. And a Sheriff Deputy's 2020 Dodge Durango was also hit during the morning action. This guy's badass. He didn't even attempt to dodge that Durango. He was going balls to the walls and letting the chips fall where they may. He even swerved toward a state trooper at one point, and the trooper shot at the vehicle's tires. He hit the front driver's side tire, but didn't disable the vehicle right away, but definitely did some damage and aided in the eventual demise of a chase that lasted about an hour and 15 minutes and spanned three counties. I should add that no one was injured in the chase, thankfully. Assistance from the Enid Police Department was requested around 8.30 a.m., Enid is the ninth largest city in Oklahoma, and that's the direction the truck was headed. The officers were told to set themselves up at 66th and Southgate Road to cut the truck off and finally end this thing. But the newly self-appointed Frito-Lay delivery driver was crafty. He had other plans and instead went a little bit west, turning onto 30th Street. Officers Terry Kirkhart and Brett Moore were able to cut off the vehicle, which is going at a snail's pace at this point. The entire driver's side tire was gone. He was basically driving on metal, so needless to say it was party over. Body cam footage was released of the intense moment when they finally got the driver into custody. Gun drawn, the officer approaches the vehicle and opens the driver's side door. Get your hands up, he shouts. Out, out, down, 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 down. He screams as he pulls the man out of the vehicle and onto the ground. They weren't sure if he had an accomplice, so they had to clear the vehicle, but found nothing out of the ordinary. There was an open box in the passenger seat with bags of what looked to be Cheetos and Funyuns in it. Also, the windshield wipers were going. The police sirens were blaring, so I couldn't tell if the radio was on. I like to think Life is a Highway was playing as the man consumed bag after bag of Cheetos on this wild ride. Oklahoma City Police took over at this point and booked the driver into Oklahoma County Jail. woo That was intense. So are we ready to find out who this hooligan is? I'd say so. The truck thief was a 34-year-old man named Joshua Carp. That's carp with an E. Maybe it's pronounced carpe, like that Latin phrase carpe diem, which is loosely translated to mean seize the Dorito. I mean day. Seize the day. And that he did. This wasn't exactly a Breaking Bad story here. Believe it or not, this wasn't Josh's first brush with the law. He broke it on more than a few occasions. You see, Josh likes the meth. He's quite fond of it. Okay, maybe it's a little like Breaking Bad. He did brief stints in jail in 2013 and 2014. Also received probation over the years for repetitive crimes such as possession of meth, possession of meth, possession of a controlled substance, and possession of meth. He was prohibited from carrying a firearm. He violated that a few times. More meth. Oh, and uh, mix it up in 2019, larceny of an auto, aircraft, or other motor vehicle. A well-rounded individual, indeed. The kind of man you take home to mama. Stealing this Dorito truck was a spontaneous move, but just typical behavior for an unstable guy who clearly needs some help. He has more court dates coming up in late June. This is just a mess. And I think he's going to be getting a few years in jail when all is said and done here. Joshua's facing one count of unauthorized use of a vehicle and three counts of assault with a dangerous weapon. My friend F.T. Norton helped me find all his previous charges, and she says those assault with a dangerous weapon charges carry one year in jail to 10 years in prison under Oklahoma law. So if he's convicted, he could be in for a serious timeout, which it kind of seems like he needs it. Stealing a truck, getting in a police chase, and ramming into vehicles is some pretty erratic behavior, to say the least. And at 8 a.m. to boot. Most people don't get that wild till at least noon. 34 years old. Still not too late to turn his life around. Let's hope this will be a serious wake-up call for Josh, and not just another chapter in a life of petty crime. I guess we'll also go over his mugshot. I just want to talk about that for a second. Josh has a strong hairline. Gotta give him props for that. Should be proud. And that's about the only positive thing I can think of. He's also got a pimple on the side of his neck. It's a little lump, and it's got a tiny bit of white pus at the end. It's just begging to be popped. Had to mention it, I want to squeeze it so bad. This coming from a guy who had acne. I had it in my late teens through my early 20s. So glad to have outgrown it, but that's one thing I miss. The satisfaction of popping a big ol' zit. Really is a beautiful thing. Okay, hopefully I didn't scare too many of you off there. Let's move on to our second story, and this will take us to Mount Pleasant, which is a city with a population of about 26,000 people, located in central Michigan. Not to be confused with the Mount Pleasants in Iowa, North Carolina, Arkansas, and Pennsylvania. Dang, that's a popular name. Things to do in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, according to TripAdvisor, include visiting the Soaring Eagle Water Park, the Soaring Eagle Casino. You can also check out the Mount Pleasant Discovery Museum. Or you could just hang out, maybe go to Marty's Bar and drink your face off which is exactly what our boy Zachary Jenkins was doing late in the evening on Thursday, May 2nd, 2019. Marty's Bar. I was hoping it would be a shithole, but the description on their website describes it as a landmark bar and American grill featuring steaks, burgers, and cocktails, and retro digs with TVs and pool. Sounds nice. 4.3 out of 5 on Google reviews. You know I love this part, so let's check out a couple reviews here for fun. Five stars. Cody McLaughlin says, quote, Early hours are great for locals. There is usually a daily special that variates. But the specialty soup is where it's at. Get a steak for dinner. Or some sort of sandwich with the soup. Because the soup is always worth it. Okay, Cody, we get it. Who gets that excited over soup? Kind of makes you want to try it, though, doesn't it? Okay, I had to search fairly hard for something negative, but I found it. Chase Hammond who looks like an ultra douchebag, so take his comments with a giant grain of salt. Four stars. Chase says, quote, Decent steak specials. Okay, beer on tap. Definitely a greasy spoon semi-dive bar. Not bad. Cute waitress. Tracy. End quote. Shout out to Tracy. Watch your back, girl. Chase has his eye on you. Zachary tosses back a few drinks at Marty's, then he takes off to his girlfriend's place. Has some more drinks there. He's feeling no pain. And from there, he heads back downtown, doing some more bar hopping, and it's now a little after 3 a.m. It's technically Friday, May the 3rd at this point. Most bars close up around 2 or 3 in the morning, so things are winding down. Zachary is hammered. He's downtown. Let's leave him there for the time being. And let's take a step inside the Blackstone Bar, located at 212 West Michigan Street. Employees are cleaning up in there after a long night. There's also another man hanging out there, who shall remain nameless, a friendly dude who owns a walking taco food truck. Walking taco, sounds delicious. They serve up burrito bowls, street tacos, loaded nachos, churros, all at a reasonable price. So this taco truck fender is done for the night. He's got his pickup truck parked out front of the bar, he's packed everything up, he's got the grill hitched to the back of his pickup, and that's it for him. He's good to go. But like I said, he's a nice guy. So something he does on a regular basis is bring in his leftover food from the night and he shares it with the staff while they clean up. Who knows, maybe they got a deal going with him where they give him a beer and he relaxes and unwinds and they shoot the shit. Know what I'm saying? Blackstone Bar. Okay, I can't help myself. We gotta check out a couple of Yelp reviews here. Kelly B. Back in 2009, gave this three-star review. The Blackstone is a good bar if you want to Hang with a rougher crowd. No one is actually mean, but it seems like a lot of bad boys and bikers are regulars. It's a good time, and they usually have good shot specials. Overall, the drinks are well-priced, and the bartenders pour liberally. I don't know if they have food here or not. If they do, I have never partaken. I do remember, ish, ending a lot of nights here. Oh, Kelly, you bad girl. Sounds like a bit more of a dive bar than Marty's. Explains why our boy brings the staff some leftovers, too. Sounds like they focus more on drinks than food. One more review from Raymond. March 2019, the year the story takes place, a couple months earlier, though. Quote, Too funny. I looked this place up on a lark. I used to frequent this place in the mid-70s. It was old and grimy then, but many a good time was had here. Cheap pitchers, group singing broke out whenever Kenny Rogers Lucille was played on the jukebox. Must be doing something right to still be going after all these years. Wonder how many ownership changes it's gone through. End quote. Love that. Obviously, this place has been around for quite some time. Not the classiest joint, but it had personality. And personality goes a long way. Unfortunately, when I went to look up the hours Blackstone Bar is open... In bright red letters, it says permanently closed. Likely another casualty of this godforsaken pandemic. That's a bit of a downer. But we gotta get back to the story, where the Blackstone is still kicking. One of the staff from the bar asks the taco truck vendor, Hey bro, was your wife in the truck? He steps outside and replies no, just as he sees the vehicle take off around the corner. Uh oh, here we go again. Not cool. As you can probably guess, our intoxicated friend Zachary has decided to take the food truck for a spin. Police are called to the scene. Witnesses say they saw the vehicle go north on Pine Street, east on Broadway. He's zipping around the block. The police report also said they heard a loud crash. It didn't take long for police to catch up to the food truck. It was squealing and causing quite the ruckus. Police spotted it on Pine Street, and this is where we realized what the loud crash was. The large grill attached to the truck is flipped over on its side and it's being dragged across the asphalt, sending sparks flying everywhere. This can all be seen on the police car's dash cam footage. It's pretty great. Zachary gets surrounded by three cop cars and gives up fairly quickly, unlike Joshua Cart from our previous story. Zach, who's a tall, skinny young man, while well, he stumbles out of the vehicle with his hands up, looking like a deer in the headlights. He was arrested without incident. When police put the cuffs on him, they couldn't help but notice that his eyes were bloodshot and he reeked of booze. When he was asked what the heck he was thinking taking that food truck out for a spin, Zachary responded with three words. Quote, I'm a dumbass. No arguments here. When they brought him into Isabella County Jail, they gave the clearly intoxicated Zachary some sobriety tests just for the hell of it. And he failed every single one. A dejected Zachary said, quote, What does it matter at this point? For one of the tests, he was asked to pick a number between 13 and 15. Zachary's answer was pineapple. Just kidding. He said 12, which was close, but no cigar. It was estimated that $7,000 in damage was caused to the vehicle and equipment during this incident. Thankfully, the food truck vendor had insurance. But that didn't stop the negative comments on the Fox News article message board. Why, yes, I'm at work, had this to say. I remember my college days, but getting drunk and destroying someone's livelihood wasn't in the game plan. As my dad used to say, dude needs an old-fashioned adjustment. (laughs) Really? Your dad used to say that? That comment received 20 thumbs ups. Red Rocket dropped this knowledge on everyone. One bad move can wreck your life, and this may be that move. Okay, that's a little dramatic, isn't it? I mean, this obviously isn't great. Might mess up a few job prospects for him, but get real. Could have been much worse. No one was hurt. At most, I'd say this is a hiccup, a slight bump in the road for Zachary. Officer David Van Dyke tends to agree with Red Rocket. He remarked, quote, this young man, from what I can tell, is a Central Michigan University student who had a bright future in front of him, and now he needs to deal with this. He's got a lot of things he has to deal with before he can get back on the right track, end quote. Zachary Jenkins was charged with vehicle theft, property damage, and operating whilst intoxicated. The end. I guess if we're going to learn a lesson from these two stories, it would be, don't leave your vehicle running unattended. Shut it off, take your keys with you. Because there's a lot of opportunists out there, people who just can't control themselves, and are prone to making some. Bad Choices and we are back that's a wrap on episode number 34 bad choices you know what I take back my previous comment this one was better than mediocre it was fun as per usual I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer the operator for providing that sweet sweet theme music and my boo for editing this episode you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So sing it with me. Let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. Du, 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 du. Oh, hey, guys. Me again. I'll be narrating a story sent in by a listener named Deb. She calls this one, I Did Something Bad. Here goes. I was only 24 when my husband decided to leave me and his daughter for someone else. Oh, dear. I know now that I'm older that he wanted a baby and a marriage to stay out of the Vietnam War. Oh, man. So when he was free, he set out to have fun. Okay, time out. Geez, how old are you, Deb? (laughs) The Vietnam War ended in 1975. That's 46 years ago. You were 24-ish at the time. That's that puts you around 70. Okay, my apologies, Deb. I thought it was older. I shouldn't be analyzing your age anyways on the air. And hey, it's only a number. It's all about how you feel, baby. Back to the story. So scummy husband took off. Okay. What was I to do for money? My job didn't pay enough and I wanted to work part-time so I could be the one to raise my daughter, not some babysitter. Amen. But I had to make enough money to provide for us. Therefore, I got a good-paying factory job. One early morning, while backing out of my parking spot, I backed right into a parked Lincoln Continental. Ooh, those are big cars. I dented their front bumper a bit. I went to the person and told them I would get my insurance to him. But as luck would have it, my husband didn't keep our insurance up. I told the owner of the car about my predicament, and he was upset for sure. One day, about a couple months later, there was a knock at my door, at the bottom of the stairs as I lived in a second-story apartment. I went down the stairs and opened the door to a well-dressed man who asked if someone by my name lived there. I told him I would see if she was home and left him as I ran upstairs and asked a mail visitor I had to go down there and say I wasn't home. I kind of figured it was the insurance man for the Lincoln Continental. My friend did as I asked and said I wasn't home. A month later, I received a phone call from the insurance man. I lied so bad. I pretended to be an ignorant, uneducated pregnant woman. I ain't got no money, I told him. I'm pregnant. He asked if I would be working soon. I told him, I ain't gonna work till the kid is six. Unbelievably, he asked me why I didn't use protection against pregnancy. I said, it gives me side effects. Wow, the nerve of that guy. I think he thought I was a lost cause, which is exactly what I wanted him to think. And he never contacted me again. I still feel kind of guilty for it. Just call me Debbie, not my whole name, please, if you use this. Oops, ignore that last part. (laughs) Thanks for the story, Debbie. And hey, you worked hard to provide for yourself and your daughter, and should be damn proud of that. Sorry you had to do it alone. If I hit that Lincoln Continental, I probably would have just kept on driving. It's easy to see that you're a good person, and you'll be relieved to know that when you confess your sins on the Let's Get Criminal segment here, it absolves you of all your wrongdoings. So, Deb, you don't have to carry that burden around with you any longer. We all forgive you. Hey, I'm like a non-perverted priest over here. This is great. If any of you out there would like to confess your softcore criminal sins, like our friend Debbie, send your stories to excuse me, that's Illegal at gmail.com, and you can have your story played on the show. Speaking of shows, I have an incredible true crime podcast that I will be playing a promo for in a minute here, and it's called Fresh Hell. Great name, by the way. Love it. It's hosted by two lovely ladies living on different parts of the globe. Annie is from Baston and Johanna is from Austria, and her voice is the best. It gives me some Arnold Schwarzenegger vibes, but you know, in a feminine way. Um, now that I say that out loud, it sounds like an insult, <laughs> but I assure you, it was meant to be a compliment. I shouldn't be allowed to have a microphone. Anyways, they're funny, great personalities, and they tell one hell of a story, but they can tell you all about their wonderful podcast in a moment. As for myself, Come meet me back here in another 10 days, and I'll have some fresh foolishness for you. Peace. All right, take it away, ladies.
2: I'm Annie from Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm
1: Johanna from Vienna, Austria. We're the hosts of Fresh Hell, your international podcast that covers murder, mystery, and the macabre throughout history. Are you interested in the 3,569 ways your household could have killed you in the
2: Victorian era? Do you know how malaria and syphilis played a role in the John List family murders?
1: And have you ever wondered what Prince Albert's sex chair had to do with the murder of Stanford
2: White? Okay, nothing. It had nothing to do with it. We're still telling you about it, though. It's a pretty great sex chair. If you're looking for another show that talks about Ted Bundy, this is probably not the podcast for you. But if you're looking for two women that cover lesser-known cases from all over the world with a lot of background information...
1: So much background information that you will
2: rock your local pub quiz from now on. Then find Fresh Podcast on your favorite podcast app. We also have German cannibals. See you soon. Tschüss.